All right. Hey, I'm John Sterling. Welcome back to Noob School. Today I have one of my all-time favorites, Mimi Cobble-Riggins. Am I right? You are correct. All-time favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'll take it. Well, I'm yeah, good with right it. You're right up there. Oh, well, thank you. All right. So Mimi is uh, truly one of my favorites. She, <clears throat> she was one of our, I think, our first female salespeople. Right about that. I was definitely early in the bunch. Yeah, no question. Yeah, and we we sold uh, we sold to maintenance people. So shame on me. I should have figured out sooner that the maintenance people would prefer to talk to Mimi than me. <laughs> so she crushed it for us. So so when was that, Mimi? When did we start working together? I started in two thousand September two thousand. Yeah. Wow, seemed like yesterday. <laughs> Doesn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> Um, in our 20s. And our interview didn't happen. You just you just interviewed with Larry. Larry Clevenstein completely bypassed the rest of the interview process. Yeah. Because Clevy and I still talk about that interview. Yeah. It was it was a doozy. It was a doozy. But it was You didn't hold back. Nope. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. I had an introduction. One of the other salespeople brought me in. Yeah. And so the interview uh, uh, basically started formal. And then I went yeah, Kim has told you about me. He mm. goes, yeah. I was like, okay, then let's have the real interview. The real discussion. And then we had the real interview. And I think he told me, because I, I don't think we ever hired anyone that I didn't talk to. I think he just said, listen, just trust me. Yeah. Mimi's going to be fine. Go with it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> now, did you know at that point, were you already in sales somewhere else? I had been, I had worked at a local radio station oh, doing sales. I mean, right. I literally sold air. And then I went to a mortgage company okay. um, and doing mortgage. But yeah. I'll admit that I didn't find success until I came to DataStream. Hmm. Like I was okay, yeah. but it was DataStream that really gave me the foundation that is still what I've built on today. Right, right. Well, that's a good point, you know, for, for the audience of people who are trying to learn from us um, is – you know, you if you find the right spot, all of a sudden you're like, gosh, look at look at Mimi, look how successful she is. Well, you know, just a year before she was, you know, not doing as well mm -hmm. at a different company twice. So the time you take to find that that first gig or your second gig, whatever, the the right fit for you is just as important as how good of a salesperson you are. Would you would you agree? I would. Yeah. I and so you were with DataStream slash Infor for how long? Seven, eight, eight years. years. Yeah. And it, weren't you with some other companies that were kind of in the field? I, I did. I left briefly and then came back to Infor <laughs> and <laughs> just didn't everybody. Yeah. And um, and then I've, I've stayed in software since 2000. And always in sales. Uh, yes. Well, I've I've made the shift back into business development because I didn't want to go into outside sales. Yeah. I've spent the last 20 years in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm not going to change. I remember <laughs> M Mimi told me early in her time at, at, at DataStream that she, you know, she would let me change the comp plan every year, but I couldn't change the dress code. This is true. Yeah. That shorts, was my staple shorts question. Shorts and t-shirts. It's ironic that you show up looking so, so <laughs> nice today. Well, thank you for that. Um, now, I was going to ask you about your Colby. But apparently that got bypassed also? It sure did. Okay. Yes. Apparently well, I, I had such a stellar personality that whatever it was, I wish I, 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 wish I had that interview <laughs> videotaped. Oh. 
But we don't. I will tell you, I think I know what Mimi's scores would have been. They would have been very similar to other people that excel at sales, right? I mean, because you obviously. I would hope so. Yeah, you did the same thing they did in terms of your success. So we'll just skip the numbers <coughs> for you. But you, you get a lot of exceptions. <laughs> now, when you did start, tell us some of the things you did that you wouldn't do again. Like that, that, that you would do, tell these people to skip. Oh. oh, getting bogged down in the research. Oh. You hear it from, I've, I hear it from every sales manager, everybody, just pick up the phone, just yeah. pick up the phone. Yeah. But when you're starting out yeah. and they say, pick up the phone, you just, you have this obsession where I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. And one thing I've learned is sometimes stupid is your best friend. Yeah. Because what you don't know they will tell you. Yeah. They are more than happy to talk about what's going on, why that matters to yeah. their business, and the information that you get from that is more than you'd ever get from yeah. any research. Don't get bogged down in the notes. You don't need to know it all. Yeah. I've gotten so used to saying I don't know it yeah. that I will just say, I can guarantee you I don't know the answers, but I know the people who do, yeah. so let's talk about what's going on. That's perfect. And That's it's, perfect. it's great. Yeah, so, you know... <clears throat> Takeaway there is every noob that I that I have coached is likely to not make the calls mm -hmm. because they want to do research, homework, anything but make the call because they're just uncomfortable at the early early stage. But not Mimi. <laughs> you can tell by her personality, she you know, she was always whenever I walked by her office, she was always talking to someone, you know, engaging the prospect. So uh, that's a great one. Is to not get bogged down in the in the in the details. And the, on the other hand, some of the things you did well, what would you pass on that people should do? Oh. Is that the same thing? Yeah. I kind of the know. same thing? I don't know. Oh, you know, I will tell you that, um, uh, you know, it's the relationships. Yeah. I, I mean, keep in mind, right, we were coming up and we didn't have LinkedIn. Yeah. So when you're building the relationship, you want to build it to the point that if they leave, they were calling you and letting you know, yeah. this is where I'm going to be and let's yeah. keep in touch. And I still have friends mm -hmm. from my time there 20 years ago yeah. that were customers. And I, I love that. So don't discount all the sales books and the challenger and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And it's important, drive value, challenge, get them to think differently, but do not discount the value of that relationship. relationship and that is my favorite part and probably the thing I'm the best at yeah I love it that's a great takeaway that's wonderful so <clears throat> don't be afraid to establish a human connection absolutely that's good well you're you're good at that um, head trash you know I always like, like to ask about head trash and again one of my examples is growing up I was told you know it's it's not uh, not polite to talk about money and mm -hmm. so you get into the business world and who knows what's going to happen if you can't talk about money. So I'm over that, all right? Mm -hmm. Is there any head trash you've had in your life that you've, you could point out that people can drop? Well, I would say that that, that upper-level executive, mm. they always scared me. Mm -hmm. They really did. Yeah. You'd get a C in front of their name, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to shut down. Yeah. And part of that was not being so worried that I didn't know the answer. Yeah. But if I could convince them that I could find that answer or that that question was important and I will get back to you. And then once you start talking and you realize, hey, you're on the other end of the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't see the C level. There's nobody. It's just some other voice yeah. that I get to talk to. Yeah. 
And it took a little while yeah. to get over that because there was that feeling of they are superior. Yeah. They are. And once you started talking yeah. and realizing, hey, they were looking to you for answers and help. And um, yeah. OK, I can do that. Yeah. So. Well, that's a great one. That's a great one. It's just a, just a I don't know exactly you know, how to do it. Uh, except for just mentally, just to just to go ahead and do it, right? Just to say, just pick up the phone, ask them to lunch, meet with them, whatever. Just pretend like you don't have this feeling that you're you shouldn't be talking to them. Just do it anyway. It, absolutely, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah. Just do it. And you know, they always say, right? You're going to get a hundred no's yeah. before you get the yes. And the reality is, is I'd be surprised if the CEO isn't like the prom queen. Yeah. Nobody's asking Nobody's him out asking. to lunch. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've seen that before. <clears throat> I've seen that before. Um, last question. Mm -hmm. Favorite word in the English language? Well, for this, for the purposes of this podcast, yes. it I don't would want to get be, kicked off of YouTube. It would be absolutely. Absolutely. I, that has been drilled in. Yeah. From the start, yeah. and you know when you encounter anybody from DataStream, but it's it was the right way because mm -hmm. it's such a much more positive way to say yes, right, right. and you just feel good. Yeah. Can you help me with this? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can your software do this? Absolutely. Right. Who doesn't feel energized well, when that's the answer? So, I absolutely love the Mimi. <laughs> You're awesome. I love you too. Yeah, man, it's awesome. So, thank you all for tuning in to another outstanding episode of Noob School. We'll see you next week.